Good morning. Breaking overnight, battered. Powerful storms tear across the Midwest. Winds up to 100 miles per hour, destroying homes and knocking out power to hundreds of thousands. In Minnesota, what could be the state's first ever December tornado. We're live with a first look at the damage, and Al will tell you what you can expect today. From bad to worse, the CDC issues a new COVID warning just ahead of the holidays. Cases and hospitalizations expected to skyrocket in the days leading up to Christmas, with Omicron set to become the dominant strain. So is it time to start changing your plans? We'll tell you what health officials are saying straight ahead. Wireless warning. Experts sound the alarm about the impact of new 5G technology on passenger planes and the equipment pilots use to land. Airline executives saying it could lead to widespread flight cancellations and delays when it goes live next month. Just ahead, the urgent race to fix it. Hope out of heartbreak. An exclusive live interview with Nick Cannon as the popular TV host opens up about the loss of his infant son and celebrates the precious time they did share together. All that plus Urban Bungle after a season filled with controversy and losses, Urban Meyer fired as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What went so wrong just 13 games into his NFL career? From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, welcome to Today. It's a busy Thursday morning. We're we happy to see you this morning and we're happy that you're starting your day with us. You know, Christmas Eve is one week from tomorrow. Public service announcement, mostly <laughs> directed right? at someone who hasn't bought any presents. I'm going to get busy, get busy. <laughs> All right, though, we do have uh, several breaking stories this morning, including that dire new prediction from the CDC, a massive spike in new infections by the end of Christmas week. In a moment, we'll talk to Dr. Ja about what that means for your holiday plans. But we began with yet another outbreak of historic and severe weather. The Midwest hit hard overnight, just days after those devastating tornadoes ripped through the region. President Biden touring some of the damage yesterday. We've got it all covered for you this morning, including Al's forecast. But first, NBC's Shaquille Brewster joins us from Minneapolis. Hey, Shaq, good morning. Good morning. It's still pretty windy here in Minneapolis, but this is nothing compared to what we saw in the overnight hours. You know, normally we'd be talking about a nor'easter, but for the first time ever in December, Minnesota getting a credible report of a tornado. Overnight, a record-setting storm tearing through the Midwest. In Minnesota, a possible tornado in what would be the state's first ever December twister. Look at all the lightning from this system here in December. Uh, pretty remarkable. Tornado warnings stretching through six states. At least 19 tornadoes reported in parts of Iowa and Nebraska alone. Overnight, oh nearly God. 100 million Americans under high wind alerts. Those hurricane force gusts leaving behind a trail of debris. It was crazy. It sounded like a train just going through. Hundreds of reports of damage stretching from the southwest to Wisconsin. In Kansas, blinding conditions on the roads. The dust so thick there were reports of mud rain. Winds up to 107 miles per hour crashing into Colorado, sending trailers flying. Stop! And toppling trucks in Nebraska. At Denver International Airport, a rough landing for some and major delays for others. It was just rough. A lot of turbulence. <laughs> turbulence. Yeah, a lot yes. of turbulence. She was 
squeezing my hand the whole time. And that wild weather transitioning into severe storms aided by record winter heat. It's weird being 60 degrees and having snow on the sidewalk. In Iowa, all-time December highs reaching the mid-70s, providing fuel for all those tornadoes. And here in Minnesota, it's the mix of winter storms in the north and then thunderstorms and tornadoes in the south that make this area in this December so unusual and really potentially dangerous. Yeah. I'll say. All right, Shaq, thank you so much. And Al is here with more on the storms and what we need to know today. Some mm -hmm. folks are traveling. That's Al, right. what you got? Got a lot going on. In fact, you look at these wind damage reports. They literally stretch from California all the way to the upper Midwest. We're talking 517 reports across 17 states, stretching 2,100 miles. These are the most, the most high wind reports were 75 miles per hour or more, the most ever recorded in one day. And now we still have 51 million people being impacted by wind advisories and high wind warnings from Duluth, Minnesota to Watertown, New York, down to Lima, Ohio. We're looking at this the strong wind gust of up to 60 miles per hour. As this front pushes to the east, we've got the risk, a marginal risk of severe weather stretching from Little Rock down to Tyler, Texas, Shreveport. Tornado threat low, that's the good news, but we are going to be looking at very heavy rain. Our friends in Mayfield going to see heavy rain through Kentucky today, showers and thunderstorms and those hard-hit tornado areas. Then tomorrow, a new storm enters the Ohio and Mississippi valleys, river valleys. Again, more heavy rain down in that Kentucky area. And this is over saturated soils already. Saturday, the rain stretches from the mid-Atlantic to the Gulf Coast with snow upstate New York on into New England. That wintry mix will be moving in later. The rainfall totals locally three to four inches from northern Texas right through the Mississippi and Ohio river valleys. Look at Mayfield right there. Those poor folks are going to see more heavy rain and a decent amount of snow up through New England. Any Anywhere from four to six, eight inches of snow in that region as well. Guys. All right, Al, thank you so much. Uh, let's move now to the deepening COVID crisis as cases surge from coast to coast. The CDC warns the Omicron variant is about to make things even worse. Now, while it may be less severe than Delta, some data suggests it could be more contagious and more likely to reinfect. Dr. Ashish Jha is here to answer the big questions just ahead of the holidays. But first, NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has our report. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Hoda, good morning. We're really looking at the convergence of several issues here, creating a recipe for disaster. Delta is still overwhelming hospitals today. Omicron's expected to quickly spread, and tens of millions of Americans who could be vaccinated refuse to do so. All of this comes as we see new and dark projections. As medical centers already face a crushing wave of Delta patients, new predictions for Omicron are ominous. By the end of Christmas week, the CDC now predicts the variants will fuel a massive spike in new infections, up to a 55% increase, 1.3 million cases in just seven days. But the grimmest prediction, the death toll could shoot up 71%. The CDC says well over 15,000 lives could be lost in a single week. In Philadelphia, the health commissioner making this holiday plea. Please do not get together with other households for Christmas, or if you do, keep those gatherings small. This morning, our future looking more like our past as lines for COVID testing grow and mass vaccination sites like this one at Fenway Park are set to reopen. Closures are once again rippling across the nation. 
More schools are turning to remote learning. Apple stores in three cities now shuttered because of a rise in infections. With more employers considering booster mandates, experts say Omicron cases could double every two days here in the U.S., even though existing vaccines may offer less protection than they did against earlier strains, they still appear to fend off serious illness. If we didn't have these tools, I would be telling you to really, really be worried. <laughs> but we have tools. So get vaccinated, get boosted. But with tens of millions still unvaccinated and many past due for boosters, the most dangerous surge is still likely weeks away. This morning, a somber reality as our country faces the prospect of another dark winter ahead. As cases rise here at home, Omicron cases are spiking overseas, particularly in the UK, where just this morning there are reports that the Queen is canceling a pre-holiday lunch with her family at Windsor Castle to avoid putting anyone at undue risk. Savannah. All right, Miguel, thank you. And that sets us up for Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of Brown University School of Public Health. Hi, Dr. Jha. Good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Well, Thanks Omicron is here. It is spreading explosively, particularly in the Northeast. What do you expect for the coming weeks? Yeah, it's rising a lot faster than I think any of us had initially expected. Uh, and it is obviously a concerning situation. Um, look, it's doubling about every uh, two days, as Miguel said, and I expect it to become dominant by the time we get into early uh, January, really all across the country. It's not just gonna be in the Northeast. People are looking at their holiday plans for get togethers and for travel. If everyone is fully vaccinated, and boosted, how safe is it to get together and, and how does testing play into those get togethers? Yeah, those are two really good questions. I think uh, if everybody's vaccinated and boosted, I think it's pretty safe for people to get together. Um, but if there are people who are at high risk, elderly, immunocompromised, I would definitely add a layer of testing to that. Everybody just get, uh, get a quick rapid test before they get together. It'll make it that much safer. If you're mixing vaccinated and unvaccinated people, obviously it increases the risk. And their testing, I think, becomes essential. Previous strains of COVID had kind of those telltale signs. You might lose your taste and smell. This Omicron variant has its own telltale signs, and some people think it might be milder. What do you know about that? Yeah, that's, those are the anecdotes we're hearing, that certainly people who've been infected so far, uh, a lot of them are reporting much, much milder symptoms. Uh, and that would be great, by the way. If that turns out to hold out in a broader population, uh, that, would be, that would be just terrific. Again, we just don't have very good data on this yet, Savannah. It's more stories. Uh, so I think we'll know more in the weeks ahead. You know, breakthrough infections are happening. They're certainly happening with people who just have the two shots. They're even happening with people who are boosted. Why is that? Is it do we need to kind of change our thinking about what it means to be vaccinated? It's not necessarily protecting you from infection. It's protecting you from severe disease and death. Yeah, look, first of all, it would be great if we could protect ourselves from infection. I mean, that's obviously always a goal. Uh, but that said, uh, this is a variant that causes so much immune escape. It sort of pushes our vaccine so much that we are going to see a lot of breakthrough infections. But as my, my mental model is, I'd love to prevent infections. But the most essential part is preventing hospitalizations and deaths. And our vaccines seem to be doing a really good job, particularly if you're boosted. I have one quick one. If you have a prior COVID infection, presumably at this point with Delta or the original variant, does that provide any protection against Omicron? It provides a little. 
it provides a little. Um, but what is very clear from South Africa now and from elsewhere is there is no way it's going to provide nearly enough protection, not just against uh, infections, but against hospitalizations and deaths. So I believe if you've been if you've had previous infection and you're relying on that as your immunity for Omicron, uh, you're going to probably get infected and may even get sick. So it's really worth getting uh, vaccinated on top of that. All right, Dr. Jha, is always good to have your straight talk. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. All right, it is 12 minutes after the hour. Craig's here with another story that impacts yeah. anybody who's traveling. Not just COVID. Hoda, yeah. Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Airlines are now warning that the new 5G wireless service that's set to start next year could disrupt thousands of flights every day. The worry? Well, the technology could interfere with sensitive aircraft electronics. NBC's Kerry Sanders is taking a closer look at that for us this morning. Hey, Kerry. Well, good morning. AT&T and Verizon spent more than $65 billion for the frequencies that will allow us to use our phones at blistering speeds. But this morning, the airline industry says there needs to be a delay in the rollout of that 5G technology because it could interfere with the safety of hundreds of thousands of flights. Cell phone companies have hyped 5G as a major leap forward in technology, allowing data to move faster than ever before. But just weeks before AT&T and Verizon's 5G towers go live, this morning a warning about possible interference with crucial technology pilots rely on, specifically altimeters, an instrument used in almost every landing. It tells pilots the plane's distance from the ground imperative when landing in low visibility or bad weather. Just last week, the Federal Aviation Administration issuing an extraordinary airworthiness directive that reads in part, altimeters cannot be relied upon to perform their intended function if they experience interference from wireless broadband operations. Airline executives on Capitol Hill Wednesday. I think if you were to ask us what our number one concern is here in the near term, it is the deployment of 5G. The airline industry warns flights could be canceled or forced to divert to airports without 5G interference, potentially impacting thousands of flights a day and millions of passengers, especially at big airports nationwide. The airline industry is urging cooperation to resolve the issue. We could absolutely uh, solve this and live in a world where there is 5G yes. available. The cellular industry and the Federal Communications Commission say 5G has already rolled out in over 40 countries around the world without impacting aviation. AT&T and Verizon are also committing to reduced 5G power levels near airports. Does it make sense, though, that one hand of the government, the FAA, and the other hand of the government, the FCC, didn't figure this out in advance? They have not been able to get in the same room and reach consensus to this point. Troubling to you? It's causing a degradation in aviation safety. It's very troubling to me. Again, the issue is with 5G cell phone towers, not the phones that we all carry. And it's important to note that government engineers say that if you use T-Mobile, those frequencies do not interfere with a plane's avionics, Greg.
Carrie Sanders for us there in Florida. Carrie, thank you. All right, let's go back to Al, get the rest of our mm-hmm. forecast. All right, let's check it out, see what else is happening around the country. Another storm coming into the Pacific Northwest, bringing more snow. We are going to be watching these strong storms firing up in the lower Mississippi oh, and Ohio River Valleys. Very windy around the Great Lakes with some lake effect snow hanging around. Here in the east, some record highs. We're going to look at that coming up in the next half hour. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about the warm weather. And the, I, HOTA's, HOTA's I, pro-winter I, cold. I, 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 it's December. We're, we're near Christmas. You just said it was a week away from, from Christmas, Christmas Eve. It is. But okay. that's just because I wanted you to start buying Christmas presents <laughs> oh, good. for I'm your not family. The only one. No. Yes. No gift card, Craig. You're not. <laughs> but actually, Al says, you know what? Gift cards are the best. Yeah. Al's well, doing for, it especially too. for late teens or yeah. little millennials. They that's love that. And they yeah. show up on time. Yeah, they do. All right. Coming up inside the COVID outbreaks, now rocking professional sports. Teams in the NFL and NBA forced to sideline dozens of players, reigniting that debate over safety just ahead what's being done to keep the seasons going plus tv host nick cannon he's opening up to honor his five-month-old son zen just weeks after losing his little boy to a rare form of cancer nick will join us live in just a little bit but first this is today on nbc when you're hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's right. I mean, who doesn't want to sing along? Rudolph's on his way. It's December 16th, 2021, mm-hmm. Thursday morning. We'll say it again. Nine short days until Christmas Day. Why do you Day? keep doing that? Why do you keep making us nervous? It's like you can feel the stress spike. No, <laughs> no stress. There's okay. still time. You know what? Yeah, there is. There's always Bopus. Bopus. Buy, Buy online, pick, pick up, up in, in store. store. Yes. Bopus. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So let's get to your 7:30 headlines. We're going to start with a big shakeup in the NFL overnight. The Jacksonville Jaguars have fired head coach Urban Meyer after less than one year on the job. It brings to an end a tumultuous season for Meyer, who found himself in the headlines for missteps both on and off field. His firing came just hours after former Jags player Josh Lambeau told a Florida newspaper that Meyer kicked him during practice in August. The Jags have won just two games this season with Meyer as the coach. Today, Sergeant First Class Owen Cash will be posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor, and he will be the first African-American to receive that award for actions in Iraq or Afghanistan. We first told you a story last November. In 2005, Sergeant Cash was on patrol in Iraq when his Bradley fighting vehicle hit an IED and caught fire. One by one, Cash dragged his comrades out of the burning vehicle. Mm. He was initially awarded a silver star, but as details of his heroism emerged, a campaign started to upgrade that award to a medal of honor. We talked to his sister, 
about what that honor means to her. It's important that he receives, receives it as a soldier for what he did. I don't ever want anybody to say he got it because he's a black man and there was a push. You know, no, he got it because he deserved it. Sergeant Cash suffered severe burns in the attack and he died three weeks later. Today, his widow, Tamara, will accept the award from President Biden in his honor. Well deserved. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Bruce Springsteen has sold the rights to his music catalog to Sony Music. The New York Times reporting the deal is worth about $500 million. The sale will give Sony ownership of the rock legend's entire song and publishing catalog, including 15-time platinum album Born in the USA. It is the most lucrative transaction in history for a single artist's catalog. Well, now to the troubling spike in COVID cases impacting the nation's top sports league. In fact, this week alone, the NFL has seen about 100 new infections. The NBA and the NHL being hit hard as well. So what's being done to stop all of it? Well, NBC's Sam Brock is in Miami with more. Sam, good morning. Guys, good morning. The numbers are way up, but the NFL says that two-thirds of those new infections are asymptomatic. This right now is all three leagues are re-examining their COVID policies to try to deal with the Omicron variant. The NFL tackling COVID safety again after a deluge of positive tests. Washington and Cleveland alone have 18 players on COVID reserve, with the Browns losing their starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield, and head coach Kevin Stefanski, who was vaccinated and boosted. It's not ideal, obviously, but the hope is to get a full-speed practice in tomorrow, if we can, and, uh, and, and we'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. The league's chief medical officer explaining some of those 100 new cases are linked to the new Omicron variant. We have a lot of people in the NFL who have fairly low levels of antibodies. They're people that we would consider fully vaccinated or protected. Sharpening the focus on booster shots, though any new rules would have to be approved by the league and its players association. I think it calls for modifications to our protocols in general, and we're working with the players association on that. The NFLPA pushing back, saying the NFL decided to take away a critical weapon in our fight against the transmission of COVID-19, despite our union's call for daily testing months ago. The NFL Players Association was begging the league back in September to go to daily testing for vaccinated players, just like they do for unvaccinated players. But the NFL wanted to create very strong incentives to get players to get vaccinated. Now, some changes under consideration, ramped up testing for vaccinated players, more education on booster shots, and returning asymptomatic players back to the field sooner. The COVID surge also snaring the NBA, with superstars Giannis Antetokounmpo and James Harden sidelined. Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets almost couldn't take the court Tuesday after losing seven players to protocols. We miss them all. I mean, it's weird not having them in the locker room. All of the leagues finding themselves on defense again against this so far unbeatable rival. And the vaccination rates for players are incredibly high. 95% for the NFL, 97% for the NBA. And even so, right now, ESPN reporting that the NBA is looking at elevated testing for all players, regardless of vaccination status. NBC News has not confirmed that report. Craig, back to you. Yeah, the sports leagues had managed to keep it under control for so long. Sam Brock for us there in Miami. Sam, thank you. Coming up next, guys, finding hope after heartbreak. We will speak with Nick Cannon about the painful loss of his infant son, how his family is relying on faith and love to get them through, and their plans to now help others coming up after this.
Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. Welcome back. Well, for more than two decades, Nick Cannon has been a fixture on our TVs, connecting with millions of fans through his comedy, his music, and one-of-a-kind hosting talents. But now Nick is opening up in a way he never has before. He's actually sharing the heartbreaking news that his five-month-old son, Zen, tragically passed away. We're going to speak with Nick in a moment. But first, his family's journey. We knew that the time was... Nick Cannon sharing the unimaginable. Having the last... Oh. Holding my son for the last time. The usually upbeat TV host and performer revealing his five-month-old son, Zen, tragically passed away on December 5th, telling People magazine, my heart is shattered. In August, baby Zen was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. We went in just to check his sinuses, and they, they actually said his sinuses were pretty cool, but then by the time we found out that he had an, another condition, they called it like a, a, a malignant tumor in his head. Doctors performed surgery, but by Thanksgiving weekend, Zen's condition had taken a turn. Nick and Zen's mom, 28-year-old model Alyssa Scott, made the difficult decision not to pursue further treatment, telling people the conversations quickly turned to how can we give him the best life for the time he does have. Nick and Alyssa spent their final day with Zen on the beach, watching the sunrise. He says he's grateful for the outpouring of support from his fans and extended family. The 41-year-old is father to six other children, including 10-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, he shares with Mariah Carey. We're throwing a house party tonight, y'all. Through the hardest of times, Nick showing a glimpse of the genuine entertainer we all know and love with a heartfelt message. Hug your people, hug your family, kiss somebody, tell them you love them. It's the holidays. We're here. We'll be right back. And Nick Cannon is with us now. Uh, Nick, boy, good morning. Our deepest sympathies so to you and your entire family. And um, I just want to say, I feel like I've watched you for years sharing your joy. Every time I see you, I watch you, and you make everybody at home feel better. But this was, this was different. This time, you decided that you were going to put your pain on the table for people to see. Um, just how are you doing this morning? Uh, hold it. I'm taking it as my therapist says five minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I'm, I'm optimistic in the finding the purpose uh, through all of the pain. So uh, uh, I'm attempting to smile. I'm attempting to be the high frequency individual that 
uh, I, I've, I've set out to be, but I mean, a, along the way, it's, there's there's definitely some curves in the journey. So um, I'm, I'm taking it five minutes at a time. Yeah, Zen was obviously a lovely, wonderful little boy. And um, I found it just, I, when I saw you speak about it on your show and I watched it, I thought to myself, Nick is sharing this news in a place where he feels love. And is, is that what was going through you when you were telling people about it? Honestly, I, it, it was a lot of fear involved. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm so used to being upbeat and outspoken and, you know, even vulnerable at times where I, you know, I'll talk about anything, but uh, this was probably the most delicate and, and the most precious thing I've ever had to talk about. And I didn't know how to talk about it. I, I never imagined having to be in this scenario. So as much as it was such an outpouring of love, there was a, a lot of fear. There was obviously some, some hurt and, yeah. and not really, you know, so I, I wanted to be uh, the protector as well for the rest of my family and Alyssa and all these people. So I, I wanted, it, 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 it's a very delicate thing, even when talking about this. That's coming from a person who's used to talking to people each and every no, day live here on television, and it's scary. Yeah, how did you, was there a point where you just knew, Nick, that something just wasn't right? You, we described it a little bit in the piece, but when did you realize that, that there was a real problem here with Zen? It was really a shock because he was such a vibrant and, and really just calm, but had a light to him that I, we had no idea until, like I said, I thought he had like maybe a minor sinus problem. Uh, and that had nothing to do with it. You know, we, that's, that was the surprise. We're taking him in to make sure he didn't have anything going on or even possibly, you know, uh, we, we were fears of, of COVID or something like that. And then to get this news was, was shocking to our entire family. You are um, a man of faith, clearly. What, what did you say to God in this moment? One of those things, I mean, I always say, uh, you know, you, you pray for miracles and coming from a, a, a faith-based background, uh, it's not for the, the miracle to, to do something that's uh, unknown to us, but it's really for the things that we can find comfort in. So I ask for the miracle of strength to be able to be here today uh, and then to find that peace that surpasses all understanding. Hmm, that's beautiful. How's, how's Alyssa doing? She, she's strong. She is definitely one of the strongest individuals I, I've known. I couldn't imagine. I mean, as a father, it's painful, but uh, for a mother who carried a, a beautiful child for nine months and nurtured and, and cared for him every single day through this process, I mean, there were so many medicines and, you know, so many trips to the hospital mm. and the doctor. And, you know, she's also, she's a mother of two. So to watch her go through this and then even have to, again, like I said, I, I, I try to be a protector to see her have to deal with this and see these photos each and every day and mm. scrolling down her timeline. I mean, all we can do is kind of connect in prayer and, and, and uh, I attempt to be there for her, but I, I, I watch her strength and I'm in awe daily. Well, I thought it was beautiful that you said your entire family came together. You have other children that everyone, everyone gathered around, held hands. It was a moment for everybody to, to bond, and I thought that was beautiful. Indeed. Hey, hey, Nick, I know it's difficult for you, and thank you for sharing this. I know there are people at home who've suffered losses who know what you feel and Indeed. were probably comforted by your words. So I just want to say thank you. I know it was tough this morning, and I really appreciate you.
I appreciate you. I appreciate this opportunity. Obviously, just like you, we wake up early. We do live television. I'm coming from my studio up in here, here in Harlem, and you know, it's 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 one of those that you just got to keep pushing through it. And I thank you for your prayers and your care. And you you can come down here whenever you want, Holy. We we were right down the street, uptown. You got it. All right, Nick. All <laughs> the best to you, and all the best to Alyssa and the rest of your family. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Roker, over to you. Uh, faith and a smile. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for sharing that, Nick. And we are looking at sharing some high temperatures, some records today from Boston, Burlington, Rochester, New York, Cleveland, Ohio, Charleston, West Virginia, all looking at records today. Tomorrow, those records move to the south for Tampa, Savannah, Birmingham, New Orleans, Houston, and Shreveport, all at or above record temperatures. But look out. Here comes the cold. Finally, uh, Minneapolis, Detroit into the 30s, Washington into the mid-40s by early next week. Atlanta into the low 50s, Kansas City by Saturday, you're at 34 degrees. And that's your latest weather. Mm -hmm. Guys, wow, so. thank you. Guys, I cannot wait to introduce you to two guys who got an idea. They were college football teammates and they said, you know what? Let's help kids in our community with a holiday toy drive. They left college. This is still going. Wow. It's taken on a life of its own. Amazing. <laughs> this will warm your heart. But first, these messages. Coming up mm. from in-person reunions to concerts and other big moments returning to the plaza, we're going to revisit our favorite highlights, and there were so many from 2021. Plus, we're going to add one more to the list. we got Megan Trainer. She's going to join us a lot. Coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour.